And welcome to episode 70 of the Misanthropod. I'm Snipe, and as always, I'm joined by Wibbs. Say hello. Hello. And I'm also joined by Drummer Matt. Say hello. Hello. There we go. I just wanted to add a little bit of suspense in case maybe you... <laughs> I'm, I'm very glad because I was yawning while you were doing it. I was like, I was panicking. I was like, no, 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 she's oh. going to say it. I need to do it. And I couldn't... See, you can't stop yawning. So I mean, you can, but it just sounds fucking strange. <laughs> you sound like a dog yawning i guess because dogs always make noises when they yawn okay we're less than a minute in and <laughs> already you know yeah yeah um, this is content my good bitch uh, how how are you snipe i i'm okay had a bit of a rough week but it's okay because i'm hanging out with my besties here uh. my besties with the testes <laughs> please don't ever say that again Matthew, how are you? I know it may be difficult to answer after that that statement, but hey, I, I'm 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 better. I feel valued. Ah, good, good, good. We value you and your testicles, drummer man. Good. How are you? With I, I am all right. I'm all right. That's all we ask. So, I've got a couple of general topics to cover. First off, we've all seen Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse now. Yes. And I thought maybe we could have a little spoiler-free kind of conversation about that. Okay, I've got I've got one big statement to put up up front. You know, okay. this might be controversial. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm. um, Spider Man: Enter the Spider Verse is a very good, very pretty movie. Oh yes, it is. It's falling. <laughs> I pretend that that was controversial, but it's just it's it, that's yeah, it's just great. It's so good. Uh, you know what I was most surprised about? Because uh, I mean, I, I sort of the content of the movie. I I sort of. I was prepared for liking it because I'd seen a lot of people talk about yeah. it. But the thing that I was really surprised about is when I saw trailers of it, I thought the slightly odd frame rate thing would be really distracting. But I got so used to it after like 30 seconds of watching it. Yeah. You, know, you know what? I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, What's the slightly odd frame rate thing? The f- like, all the characters move at like quite low frames, like 14 frames a second or it, something. It moves at closer to the frame rate for traditional animation than 3D animation. Yeah, yeah. I honestly didn't. I was just blown away by everything else. I just didn't even notice. <laughs> Which I guess is a good sign, right? <laughs> that's the thing. I remember noticing it and going, oh, that's kind of strange. It's like a stylistic thing. But then you watch the movie and you just... You, you just forget about it pretty much instantly. Yeah, you just... Yeah. And it's good... I, I don't know where. I came out of it, and the only way I could think to describe it, I was thinking, how can I describe this in the podcast? Especially because I think when I saw it, I didn't, either you hadn't seen it, or you, I didn't realise you had anyway. Yeah, I was like, how can I describe it to them without like giving too much of the story away or whatever? I was like, it kind of feels like you're motorboating a comic book. <laughs> like, you get a, <laughs> a big, colourful, a good comic book, and then get like right face up into it so it takes up like your whole thing and then you move your head back and forth so it's all like flashing and it's all yeah i don't know it's yeah <laughs> that's the only way i could think to describe it yeah it's probably I, think... I would say it is possibly the best comic book film i've seen and i don't mean necessarily film based on a comic book but i mean actual comic book film like it feels like you're reading a comic book but in film form yeah. ah you mean like what the uh angly hulk tried to do and failed yeah I don't even remember. I don't even want to talk about that. 
But you know, I'm not saying it's necessarily, or it probably is, but I'm not saying it's necessarily better than like any of the given Marvel films or whatever. But as a film that's trying to be a comic book, it does so well. I think it not only was very successful in that, but as a movie, I think it was an incredibly fun experience. It didn't overdo certain comic relief characters, which yeah. could have very easily yeah. been yeah. intolerable. Spider-Ham could have been yeah. really bad in the wrong hands, yeah. but they did a yeah. really Somehow good job. Somehow it kind of worked and it was fine and it didn't... Yeah. Yeah. It, it it worked though, and it was good. Also, they, I like it how it referenced the old like creepy emo like Peter yeah. Parker from Spider Man. <laughs> and there was like, yeah, but don't talk about that. Let's so, yeah, move I, on. this also happened, but we don't talk about this for some reason. And I'm like, yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I also really liked because um, I have not read a Spider Man comic in many a year, but I've always loved Spider Gwen's design. Spider Gwen's design is amazing. I fucking love Spider-Gwen's design, but I've never got around to actually reading any of the comics she's in, yeah. so I'm very grateful uh, to the movie for giving me something that has Spider-Gwen in it, and I can go, oh yeah, Spider-Gwen's pretty cool, isn't she? She's pretty uh, And I don't have to go out and read a million comic books, so I'm happy. The only thing you have to know is that Greg Landry for a run. Oh, It yeah. was gross. He has no idea how to draw hoods. Or women. Or draw. That's fair. Mm. Um, although we didn't get to see uh, my absolute favourite version of um, Spider Gwen, which is Gwenum. Gwenum is amazing. Uh, mostly <laughs> because I just find the term Gwenum to be far too amusing. <laughs> oh, Sounds... did you guys notice that in the trailers she refers to herself as Spider Gwen, but in the movie she calls yeah. herself Spider Woman? Yeah. yeah. Was that just like name recognition or something? I think that's it because everyone be. knows. Because Spider Woman is. is... Yeah, is, is, is a known quantity. And yeah, she can't she can't exactly call herself Spider-Gwen in universe. That's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> it just kind of, I was like, okay, yeah. That's, I mean, that's like Spider-Man being called Spider-Peter. Yeah. Spider-Parker, Sp- Spider- 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 ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed the movie. And any any sort of criticisms of it are like so, so minor and so so just like how can i put this they're just when you sit there and you go okay if i had to think of things that were flaws about it and i was thinking about it objectively like I, i've seen some people say that the uh so, uh, some of the villains are a little bit wasted uh like say that there's a couple of them that are but like some of the kingpin's uh henchmen uh that are really just there as background characters and they could be literally any villain mm. so they're not really utilized but the story's not about them so yeah, yeah so it doesn't matter it, really. yeah also, yeah. I was actually incredibly surprised with how much feels go on in this movie. Mm. Like, in the first, like, there's there's a thing that happens in maybe the first, like, 15 minutes that had me fucking, like, welling up. I was just like, no, oh my god, I just could not fucking cope. And there's, like, multiple things that are just so real emotionally. And it was, it was incredibly well done. Mm. And I'm just like, fuck you for making me feel things. Feelings are dumb. I mean, I... I... It is, I think, without getting into, into spoiler territory, I, I can't really say much. Although, visuals, fucking visuals. Oh, yeah. oh, that where he jumps off the building and everything's upside down, was it was fucking perfect. That's a, it's a good shot. <laughs> and just the general aesthetic of how everything's so bright and colourful. and Oh, it's, it's just like, that's what they wanted Suicide Squad to be, but then they realised they couldn't achieve that in less than two months after reshooting Gargantuan Amounts because Deadpool was successful and they took everything <laughs> way too fucking seriously. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But I'm yeah. Um, no, I can't. I can't good, if anyone's good. kind of on the fence about seeing it, I can recommend it. Oh yeah, entirely. It's beautiful. I mean, we really just are writing to the choir here to say that it's yeah, it's are. a good movie. Yeah, but I think it's still. I did because I'd heard it was good, but I didn't realize quite how good. If that makes sense. Mm, yeah, no, so. I mean, I I don't know how because I've I literally have been collecting comics for a very very long time, so I know a lot about comic books and comic book characters. So I don't know how this would be to view for someone who maybe isn't very much into the comic comic book scene. I don't I think, think I've ever read a Spider-Man comic. Well, yeah, I was just thinking, it's, like, it's probably quite good because it's... It's, it's quite standalone. It does reference the old Spider-Man movies, but not in a way that you need to know what's going on. It just sums everything no, no. up for you immediately and very well. So I think even if you're not really a comic book fan, you'll enjoy this. Yeah, yeah I mean, it all pretty much... Obviously, there's you know there's the big generic uh, villains that we're used to, like Kingpin and and Green Goblin and things being there. But apart from that, all this a lot of the stuff is relatively new. Like um, Miles Morales as, as Spider Man is a new thing. Spider, I mean, I say relatively new. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as in, it's been in the last ten years or so, mm. uh, like that, and Spider Gwen as well. Um, and things like Spider Ham aren't necessarily well known outside of comic book circles. Yeah, and Spider Man Noir just really isn't it either. Yeah. Also, um, amazing voice cast choice. Oh, Nick Cage yeah. is, is fantastic. He yeah. was I amazing. Didn't, I didn't realize it was him though until the credits. I was like, holy shit, what? Because <laughs> because he's quite restrained and has a yeah, good script. He, <laughs> he actually does like a good. Like, a general good job, not just a Nick Cage being great. Yeah, yeah. Although that's he a different does, thing. Oh, he, hey, have you heard? Uh, Nick Cage is going to be in an adaptation of Color Out of Space. I did see something about that, yeah. yeah. That's, um, sorry, I just thought I'd mention that. That came out earlier today. Mm, that's pretty um, crazy. The H.P. Yeah. Lovecraft story, if you're not familiar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Color Out of Space is, is, uh, is an interesting story. I wouldn't say it's one of his best, but I would not say it's it's not a good story. It's mm. just, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, but yeah, as I was saying, like a lot, of, quite a lot of the stuff is relatively modern, and so I'm not familiar with it because I'm I'm sort of more familiar with a bit older Spider-Man, um, sort of '90s, early 2000s era is where <laughs> my knowledge sort of comes from, and it's not that that. Well, you great. remember when Spider-Man had a mech? <laughs> what Leopardon? Yeah, they all say yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's 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 uh, there are two Spider-Men that I do wish would come will, will, will should appear in the next Spider-Verse movie. One of those is uh, Japanese um, Sentai Spider-Man, yeah, uh, with his mech leopard on, mm-hmm. and the other one is Spider's Man, who is Spider's Man is amazing, who is Spider-Man but made of lots of spiders who <laughs> might eat people. And they did, also did they, they get all... <laughs> did they all get bitten by a radioactive human? Maybe. I can't remember. <laughs> Maybe Peter Parker sneezed on one of them or something. Um, but yeah, no. But yeah, no. My my knowledge of Spider-Man is not current. So I, I, and I found it incredibly easy to follow. There was nothing that was difficult to follow. No, no, I no, think no, it no. did a really good job of... The things that it brought up that were more obscure comic book knowledge were there more as Easter eggs for fans than as plot points. So... Yeah. Yep. But yeah, yeah, no, can I'm recommend. Very looking forward to that coming out on Dived. Oh, oh yes. I, I need that on Blu-ray yesterday. <laughs> oh, so beautiful. What do we feel about there being a sequel? I would be happy not having one because it's already I think been that was so well done. Because it's already been greenlit. So mm. yeah, I don't know how they could top it, but yeah, they, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, 
I will say, because, like, I really liked Spider-Man Homecoming as well. Yeah, I thought that was really good. Um, Tom Holland is his name, isn't it? Yep. The actor that yep. plays him. I really like, like him. smuggling frogs. <laughs> he does have a smuggling frog face, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and that is by no means a slight. No. I love him as Spider-Man. He's a great Spider-Man. Um, but he, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that movie. I think he makes a fantastic Peter Parker. Mm. And I, I just find it kind of surreal that we not only have now two concurrent like Spider-Man movie series going on at the, the same time. Spider-Men. We have two Spider-Mens. <laughs> and both of them, the first movie of both of them, was really fucking strong. Like, we're both really good, which I can't really think of any other time when there's been two, like, attempts at what is fundamentally kind of the same series, and they're both great. Mm. But for different reasons. Like, yeah. Both, there's no, there's not like, oh, we've got one, we don't need the other. Like, Yeah, they're, they're both very different takes on, on Spider-Man. Um, and, yeah. Good. It's good. Happy. Saw yeah. it. Was made, made me do a smile on my face. Made me giddy happy. Yes. So, the Stanley cameo, did it make you guys cry as well? It was a bit. Because yeah. that, that made me it was fucking very sad. cry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, was... I cried. It was so embarrassing. Born <laughs> in the fucking theatre. But no. I'm... It was nice cause it was nice to see him one last time. It was. In such a good movie as yeah, well. Yeah. It wasn't like Fantastic yeah. Four or something. It was his <laughs> yeah. last fucking movie. Right? Is, that the last, like, is that the last one? Or I thought he, there, was, there was one more that he did or something. I don't, I don't know. If, if, he's, don't know. if he's going to be in one more, I'm not I can't, I can't remember. I'm sure, I'm um, sure when he died, there was going to be three films that he was going to appear in. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't mm. know that. Still. Well, Regardless, citation needed. Yeah, but that's that is the first Marvel film I've seen since his passing. So it made mm. me fuck. It made me a mess. Mm. And it was like, a, he was such a huge part of my fucking childhood. Also, it was a bit on the nose as well, considering oh, yeah. considering uh, the context in which yeah. he appears. Uh, so, so yeah, that was some feels, some feels. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but yeah, we should probably move on. Yeah, uh, uh, speaking of feels, <laughs> yes. Speaking of feels, um, we should probably bring up the thing that happened uh, by the time you listen to it. Listen to this. It won't have been the weekend just gone, but it was the weekend before. Yeah. You might not have heard of it because it's not been everywhere. Yeah. 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 Um, but a, a, um, a YouTuber? YouTuber. A YouTuber. A YouTuber. Um, called H-Bomber Guy. Uh, fantastic videos, check him out. Uh, did a stream playing through the entirety of Donkey Kong 64, a not particularly good video game, <laughs> to raise money for the charity Mermaids, which is a UK charity that supports um, transgender kids and like, offers education for their families and support yeah. for the families and stuff. Really good charity. Uh, good charity because they had their funding cut um, due to uh, a massive transphobe. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so he chose to try to do this thing for charity and it ended up raising $340,000. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In like about, uh, rounding up about 60 hours. Yeah, I think it was 57 odd hours it took yeah. him to beat the game. Yeah. Um, we caught it pretty early on. But like, the thing is with, because we are fans of H-Bomber Guy's channel anyway, so we knew this was happening, and we were like, yeah, we'll tune in. We're just thinking it's going to be... It's, you've seen other other streamers do Twitch charity streams and stuff like that. You know, you don't expect it 
to explode like oh, yeah. this like this stream did. Um, in the first like fifteen minutes, they he met his goal pretty well, pretty much from just one donation. Yeah, because I think the initial was five hundred dollars, wasn't it? Yeah, and the <laughs> which is a little bit under what he made yeah, in the end. The next sixty odd hours were just a progression of well, I guess I'll make a new target and then smashing it. Yeah, and it was amazing to fucking witness. It was so awesome. Uh, just such a huge outpouring of support and um, loads of people joined in on the stream. I think it was over a hundred people. Yeah, in there the was end. there was so many guests that were on and like yeah, because he'd go to sleep. For like he'd go have a nap because obviously he didn't stay up for sixty hours he'd probably be dead <laughs> yeah um, and so like he'd just leave his Discord on and people would be chatting the skeleton crew the skeleton as they were named crew, the, the teeth crew had, had a lot of <laughs> the teeth gang teeth gang <laughs> yep um, but yeah it was and, and yeah there was so many people there was uh, you know lots of other YouTubers of like you know that uh, he's he like knows and it gradually kind of spiraled out and it, it really just became a platform for really boosting um, trans voices talking about their experiences yeah. and the had things, a lot of trans YouTubers on yeah loads of trans YouTubers loads yeah. of people um, who like off, off Twitter trans artists and things yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah just, just giving kind of a big signal boost really and, and this beautiful sense of without sounding too like cringy this beautiful sense of kind of community yeah really did um, it was just like the world let's let's all be honest has been fucking shit it's yeah. been pretty fucking dreadful and it's just been getting worse. And to see something like that where he could barely set goals quick enough before people were donating enough money to smash those goals and having people have their voices heard and just this massive like outcry of like like supporting trans people, it was fucking amazing. Yeah. So genuinely beautiful to see. Yeah, it was uh, I I because I saw I saw a few bits here and there because you know I had loads of stuff to do over the weekend, um, so I, I caught it where I could. Um, but I did I did end up uh, not sleeping super great, so I woke up like really early, and it meant that I saw like the last three or four hours of of the playthrough. No, I had to go to bed like a few hours before yeah. that because I literally stayed up until four a.m. just like bleary eyed like. I just want to hang out more, <laughs> and I couldn't because um, I was so tired. So I got to see the end of it and see see like the the what they reached at the end, and and a bit little bit of a victory lap at the end where loads of people came back uh, to sort of talk about it. And uh, honestly, I, I w- it was it was really really nice to see something because it's the f- one of the few times on the internet that I have seen something that left me with a feeling of hope for the future. <laughs> Um, not to get like super serious about it or anything, but like seeing uh, people come out in solidarity for each other, and it was just really beautiful to see, uh, and it made me very happy to see, and I am sure it is going to make a material difference to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, Donkey Kong is trans culture. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> did he actually yeah. finish Don- the game in the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah he did. did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, uh, that's what that's what heralded the end of it. He was going to play it until he beat it. Yeah, okay. Um, and it's bearing in mind, I think like the fastest speed runs of it are still like over twenty hours or something. <laughs> so, well, he's like, oh, he's sixty fourth 
in the world apparently <laughs> he he actually did a, he actually did post a tweet going we did it <laughs> i think that was 64 that, honestly i think that was fake because he did cheat through a few bits so, i don't care so well, it would not be well, allowed that, then that would be that would be a uh i can't remember the name but there's like legit runs where you don't exploit and then there's exploit runs so he's... oh it wasn't an exploit it was safe state <laughs> so okay, i don't think yeah, that's, no, that's, that's disallowed on every speed run as far as i'm aware He's still he's still sixty fourth in my heart. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you did you catch any of it, Matt? Yeah, I saw a couple of hours around the twenty something hour mark, and then I actually watched the last the last couple of hours. I actually watched back and you know watched the archive last, yeah. just for the last yeah. couple of hours, so you can kind of hear. Yeah, like you said, like the victory lap type kind of everyone coming on and doing a bit quick chat. Yeah. So I I went back and watched that after I'd woken up whenever day that was monday or whatever it was at this point <laughs> yeah i think it was monday yeah <laughs> but yeah it was um some was... say he's still sleeping till this day <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the fucker deserves it oh yeah, yeah. absolutely um, yeah he looked broken by the end of it oh, yeah. but like in a good way like emotionally broken but like positively somehow emotionally so. exhausted from doing yeah. an awesome thing yeah. so, i think yeah. he deserves to go get like a kilogram bag of twizzlers and just fucking veg that poor <laughs> boy but yeah um, it was lovely to see such a, a, an outpouring um, and such a positive, uh, positive thing as Absolutely. well. And um, because you know, if uh, if there is any misunderstanding about where uh, Snipe and Web play Inc. as an entity, in case you didn't get it by now, uh, trans rights are human rights. Trans rights and uh, fuck Grain Lenhan. Yeah, um, piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> But also, uh, thank you to him, because thanks to him yeah, yeah, trying to defund mermaids, um, you well, ended I mean, up raising more money for them than they could have hoped. I so, saw on yeah. Reddit somebody, there's a there's a subreddit called Out of the Loop, and somebody posted on there, which made me literally giggle with glee, who was like, what's all this about Donkey Kong and hashtag thanks Graham? And I was just I just fucking lost my shit and it was really nice to see like people going oh yeah basically explaining what it was yeah. and then pe- people responding with fucking nice fuck that guy yeah it's like yeah no fuck Grain Linehan what a prick yeah oh uh, but um, anyway we should probably get on to what we've done um oh I ate two croissants this morning nice. at like 4am oh, good work good thank work. you thank you they, they they're a bit old, but I, they're nowhere near as tasty as the ones Grandma Matt brought us from France. Because Jesus Christ, that was a religious experience. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like as does home brand do me fine. I was like, yeah, I'll just have that. I'll play some Sims because I couldn't sleep. Thank you f- for listening to the Misanthropod. <laughs> <laughs> So, Wib, what have you been up to? You're sitting there looking at me like, you, you know, you wish you could strangle me. No, but you I've... know that you couldn't because my neck muscles are too strong. I mean... i just break your fingers and you'd be like, oh, my fingers are broken. How embarrassing. I'm going to talk about some things now. Please. <laughs> Anything to shut um, me up. So, first off, uh, by the time you listen to this, a video on my side channel will have gone live. Yes, Ooh, I've nice. seen it. It's good. Uh, because I, I this year, I, at the end of each month, or around the end of each month, because I've got some stuff to do at the end, so I've sort of recorded it a little bit earlier, um, I'm going to be putting up a video basically cataloguing what miniatures I've painted throughout the year. Yeah, oh, cool. Uh, because I I find the only way to make me do things is to shame myself online. <laughs> um, okay, are you like into this as well? Apparently so. Mm. Apparently this mm. is just this is just my kink. Okay. okay. Uh, it's the only way to motivate me anymore, it seems. So Shall I'm basically... I get you like a horse whip or something? <laughs> 
like a riding crop so you can just like smack yourself on the Werner every time you want to paint a model and you'll be like oh I'm so naughty I'm painting Imperial Guard it's, from 20 years ago it, it sounds more like I should slap it when I'm not painting really well I mean I don't know your kink I'm just trying to, I'm trying to relate to you <laughs> on this level but anyway um, yeah. yeah it's it's just I'm going to put one of these up each, each month I'm aiming to, I'm only aiming to paint like 52 uh, 52 models in the whole year which isn't that okay. much okay. Well, like, average is about one a week which I think is yeah. uh, considering how slowly I paint that is yeah. astronomically fascinating yeah I paint <laughs> I paint very slowly and I painted in total I think it was 15 models last year yeah. just to give well I, okay 17 if you count a couple of Gaslands cars. Um, so just for frame of reference of how slow I paint. So painting one a week is quite a big thing for me. I'm ramping up my, my production vastly. I have already painted five. I'm really impressed so, with you because it's not even the end of January and yeah. you've already done one above the Call of Duty. Uh, yeah, so I'm posting a video basically going through what I've painted um, e- e- at the end of each month. Um I don't know if those videos will be entertaining for other people. I hope they are. Um, I mean, I think they're entertaining, but just because I can sit there and just go, God, I suck. I wish I could <laughs> paint like that. And then I just don't paint. And uh, you can totally paint just fine. Yeah, I can you, paint fine. You are, like a good, you. you are a good painter. Take the compliment, You should, should have, yes. Don't compliment people by diminishing yourself. Okay, that, yeah, that's really bullshit. Sorry. Yeah. I, was, I was kind of like trying to play up the self-deprecating humor, but thank you for pointing that out. You made it ten times funnier now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. I'm a anyway, that video is going to be up on my side channel, Wib Does Stuff. Uh, there will be 11 more going up this year, so if you enjoy it, go over there and give me a subscribe. Um, don't... Sub to Daddy Wib. Ring that bell. You don't have to ring the bell because I don't even know what it fucking does. What it does is it sets up post notifications so anytime you post a YouTube video, someone gets directly notified. Because the feed is so terrible, they have to have a button that literally does what the feed should be doing. I mean, to be fair, like yesterday, um, it, it wasn't yesterday even. It wasn't when people were posting videos. It wasn't even posting it on their page or in your sub boxes. Yeah, because both uh, both Michael and Remleys had mm. problems with that. So ring but, that bell, like, comment, subscribe for more sexy miniature boys. Um, so yeah, so that's that's go uh, that'll that'll be up. Um, also, I have played a video game. <gasps> Uh, I have been playing a bit of the original Watch Dogs. Um, ah, how we... many dogs have you watched so far? I have not seen a single dog. What the See, fuck? Really? If that was the game, if you just got to watch dog videos. That'd be alright. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I play that game every day. That's, it's called Nintendo Dogs. You can literally go buy it. Or I could just go buy a dog. I mean, I can't because we're you can just flat watch, and we yeah. can't. But... You could just watch dog videos on YouTube as well. Yeah, like, I do that. That works as well. But anyway, I, I've, been playing, I've been playing through Watch Dogs. I uh, played it for a video... Uh, carried on playing from from that save because I've been looking for a game just kind of idly play, um, and a big sandbox game is usually good for that. And I can say conclusively, after I don't know how long I've been playing it for, maybe like seven hours or something, uh, that Watch Dogs One is the most okay game. Oh, cool! World's okayest game. I've huh? I've played in a long time. Um, so okay that I've beaten the first act of it and. I'm I'm not sure I'm even going to go back to it. <laughs> not because it's bad, because there's like so many elements of it that are genuinely really cool. There's the whole hacking element to it that is really cool. Like, you know, you you enter an area and you go you hack into a camera which leads you to a place so you can see the rest of the area better, which may might lead you to another camera which can then hack that camera, and then you might get to things that you can set to explode. 
and you know take people out and so you can stealth your way through picking people off gradually some through hacking abilities some through you know you distracting them by like hacking into their phone like uh my favorite one was uh where there was a guy who had um because when you highlight people it says you know a fact about them i actually really like that part so oh this Mm. person is like um they post like feet pics online as a secondary source of income. Yeah, so it's just like little things like that. We like that's really interesting. But actually. this one had a thing where it said, "Oh, they they have been banned from the zoo." What for jerking it in front of a lemur or something? I, I can't remember the exact wording, but that was the implication, basically. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> have been so banned from the local zoo for sexual indecency. The distract thing for that guy was you sent it, sent him a text message that said, "So I've been seeing you around the zoo recently." <laughs> And he's like, oh shit. <laughs> and then I shot him in the head. So the oh. last thing that was in that person's brain... <laughs> was thinking about them slutty lemurs. <laughs> was thinking about how they're banned from the zoo for jacking off at the giraffes or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing. And like, these, those elements, like, this stuff is, like, fun and interesting. But the story is so boring... Well, is, isn't it like Aiden Pierce suffers from generic man pain I just TM don't, and I just is... don't care. You, you don't even remember? I can't. I, I, there's something... It's like a family member of his is dead, so now he has to go on a holy crusade Basically. for some fucking reason. But there's just yeah. something so bland about so much of it that means that all these but really cool the ideas... Hat? The hat is not iconic. I'm not even wearing the iconic hat right now. <laughs> You're doing it a great disservice. That's literally half the game's charm, apparently. I, and it's... It, it, I, I should probably just go and play the second one, because the second one... Um, the from... second one is... It, aesthetically is fucking astounding. From what I see, it has a lot more fun about it because there's a lot of elements of it that feel like they belong in a different game. Like when you go past billboards, you can put a message up on the billboard and nearly all of them are memes from like six years ago. Oh no. Um, so... It's like Long Cat is Long. I haven't seen that, but it wouldn't surprise me if that was one of them. I was just an educated guess. And so they're kind of... It's very dated, but... Aiden is is such a boring, gruff character that you can't see him having fun with any of this stuff. It doesn't it doesn't really correlate. So I understand why in the second one they went for a much more colourful, bright, energetic kind of style. And I do want to play that one because that looks like that would be way more up my alley because there's uh, the mechanics of the game are really interesting, but they're just buried behind this kind Green of dark. Grim, kind of generic storyline. Yeah, um, I mean, so, like yeah. just from seeing you play it, like there is such a capacity for mayhem. Yeah, it's like how can you make it so grim, dark, serious when you can? You're literally like he's like, they took my niece away. I can has cheeseburger. I'll put that on the billboard. Oh, I smile yeah. with generic agony. Yeah, that that stuff like, what? doesn't really flow super well. Seems like maybe there's a bit of a disconnect there. There, there is a bit, but I mean. I mean, I'm pretty sure we got it free, like on UPlay at some point. Uh, I think, yeah, we do. And it's, it, it, like I say, it's fine. The, there's nothing, uh, there is nothing wrong with it, but it's just, I, I, I struggle to find anything that keeps me wanting to play it, you know? Would you say that the mechanics feel like more of a proof of concept than a full, fully fledged video game? Um, not really, no. Hmm. I, I wouldn't say so. It does, it, like, it, it does feel like it is this this complete thing, and you might like it a lot more than a lot of other sandbox games because there's a heavy stealth element to it. Uh, because I do like me some stealth. Yeah, most most areas you can't just straight up fight your way out. You have to distract and 
you know, stealth your way around things. Um, like a recent um, mission I did was I, I had to sneak into and out of a prison. Cool. Uh, just to How like screw. Uh, well, the whole thing is it's like a, a super computerized prison. So this this super hacker is. Um, <laughs> You know, uh, you know, able to do it, and it should be mentioned that uh, Aiden Pierce's hacking powers are just magic in this game. They're not, yeah. they're not hacking. They're just magic. Yeah, he is, yeah. he is a technology wizard. <laughs> he's a techno wizard. Technomancer. Technomancer. This is what exactly. he is. Yeah. Like, um, so yeah, he's like what your mum thinks the internet. Yeah, he's he is. He, he's what your mum thinks a hacker is. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> That's why there's old memes yeah. in it. That's yeah. why there's old yeah. memes in it. Like, hey guys, remember that dancing baby from Alec McBeal? <laughs> <laughs> Don't even. <laughs> I'm glad that some people in the uh, the last podcast were like, I remember the baby. Well, I remember that, and I wish that you die of like <laughs> horrible horrible blood loss for reminding me. Like, yeah, but anyway, um, yeah. So Watch Dogs is completely fine, but. Struggles to find a reason to play it when there's so many other mm. sandbox games around there. I have to look into getting the second one. I can yeah. imagine that's a yeah. hell of a lot more fun. It just seems so much more self-aware of its its mechanics are fun mm. and it wants you to have fun. Yeah. So. Um, but moving on, I uh, it's time for me to do that thing that I do periodically and talk about Star Trek. I'm glad. <laughs> I was kind of hoping you'd let me guess because it would have all been penis related. I don't believe. I, I'm pretty sure there wasn't a penis in it. I mean, presumably there's at least one. No, there's no visible penis. Oh, okay, um, okay, okay. Uh, should quickly mention that uh, the short treks that I was complaining about not being available in the UK uh, in the last podcast, the day before they were the series two of Discovery went live. They went up on Netflix. Um, they're in the trailers <laughs> section. I really wanted normal. to get onto the YouTube comment to be like, well, actually, they're on Netflix oh, now. Oh, no. <laughs> you fucking start with a well, actually. Yeah. Um, I really so wanted you... to, but I resisted at the last yeah. minute. So you, you can legally watch them. Again, I recommend the second episode. Second and fourth episodes Calypso. are the best one. Calypso and, oh, I can't remember what the last one was called. Escape Artist, I think. Uh, I can recommend those. But uh, first episode of Discovery Season 2 has gone live, and I have watched it. Oh, good. And it was interesting to go into because I have mellowed vastly on Star Trek Discovery since watching the first season. And this is nothing to do with the series getting better, but it's more to do with me letting go of being annoyed at it as an adaptation. Can I ask for a step-by-step guide? Because I'm still so angry about so many things. I, I don't know. <laughs> I just, well, thank I, you for trying. I, I just, I, I don't know. It, it's like I just kind of realised it was just kind of fruitless. Like it's a new adaptation. It's meant for a new audience. It's they, they, and the only real problem is that they, as far as I'm aware, they're still claiming it's part of the prime timeline. And I, I went, I went into the second season absolutely not even with that not even in my mind. I'm not even looking for continuity issues because I'm not. Tre- I'm treating it as a new thing. Yeah. Like I'm, I've gone into it like that, and you know, in the first episode, I just enjoyed. Um, it's still, you know, like if you are looking for continuity errors, they're they're still there, of course. Like, I mean, hell, the fucking Enterprise is is shown, and it's looks like it's got the same like view screen that's a window that everything else does, which is just weird. Um, and the insides of it are incongruous with the '60s one, but you know, that's 
pretty much obviously going to be the case. I just won't be happy until the view screen opens up and it's a Ferengi in a really pulled-in shot and a weird angle going, God, you humans are so ugly. <laughs> yes. I'm not going to be happy until that happens. Um, but yeah, um, I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed it. It seems a bit, it's got a bit more levity about it uh, because that was, you know, it feels like a bit more of an adventure, like just having a bit of fun with it, which the, the previous season didn't do much. Um, which was a problem with it, so it ended up being a bit dour. Mm, I, I do hope that they, I do hope that they start interacting with the other crew a bit better because the first season was all from Michael's perspective, really. Um, that the show is about her and it's her story, and it only focuses on other people to get you to the end point of that story. She's the point of view character. Um, and I think that's going to continue, but it the first season was very... There was loads of characters, like especially on the bridge crew, that you really wanted to know about. And they never got a personality because they weren't relevant. It wasn't relevant to give them a personality at any point in that story. Whereas I think they might be acknowledging that flaw because in the first episode, they literally have a roll call of the entire bridge crew. So all those characters that you go, I can't remember their names or they've never said their names. They all said their full name. Like, <laughs> Sound off. So it was a bit like, it almost feels a little bit like a soft re- uh, reboot of it. Um, <laughs> the overarching plot is still, you know, I, I'm still not a huge fan of the idea of Michael being Spock's sister. Because obviously they're meeting up with the Enterprise pre-Kirk being in command. So Spock's still, um, He's still, still on board. Around. But I'm sort of on uh, from the perspective that if they're going to have Spock having another secret sibling, because remember, Spock had another secret brother. He had a Cybok uh, from one of the, oh, what is it? Is it Undiscovered? It's not Undiscovered Country. Uh, it's Final Frontier. Um, so Spock has two secret siblings at this point. Maybe he's like collecting them, like Maybe. video cards. Um, but if they're going to have that, at least do something with it. Like if you're going to have this very fan fiction y. Everyone's related Idea. to someone important. At least do something with it. Don't just have it as a thing that they barely touch upon and it's just sitting there niggling at the back of your head. Yeah. Which it kind of was in season one. But yeah, so it, they're doing more with it, so that's good. I, I, I'm behind that. And yeah. Um, also, uh, as as I feel I should point out, every Star Trek has had a bad first season. So it would be weird for me not to try and stick out with Discovery for a little bit longer. I think the only one that doesn't have a bad first season, or the only there's only two that don't have a bad first season, and that's TOS. And even then, I'd say season two is probably stronger. <laughs> but it was establishing everything, and the animated series, and that's just because both seasons of the animated series are batshit nonsense constantly, and it's kind of impossible to call one of them bad or good because they, they are beyond <laughs> such concepts. I just remember there's like... A satyr slash the actual devil. Oh, Lucian, yeah. Who has a big hand that goes towards the oh, that, screen Oh, that's a, a perspective lot. shot. That is not a perspective shot. That's he what just they, has a big hand. That's what they thought was a perspective <laughs> shot in the 60s. They definitely thought it was a perspective shot, but apparently in the, like, perspective wasn't invented until 1982. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I am obviously going to stick with uh, Discovery. Um, see where it goes. Strong start, though. We'll be... We'll be very uh, interested to see where we go. Uh, and interesting to see a new take on um, Pike as well. So, mm. he, was, he was the captain before 
Kirk, wasn't he? Yes, yes. Yeah. He was in the original pilot for Star Trek, and he, that, that footage was reused for, I think, oh, cause I think the original episode was called The Cage, and then they reused that footage for an episode later on called The Menagerie that was mm. sort of canonized him. Yeah, okay. And I think, and Pike's also in the um, Star Trek new movies as well. Yeah, Chris Hem- Chris Hemsworth, right? Yeah, yeah, he's in that. Yeah, yeah, he's Chris Hemsworth, yeah. Not Chris Evans, fucking Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Pine. Kemsworth, yeah. Fuck, there's too many famous Chris's. Get a different name, y'all. <laughs> there are too many Chris's. I mean, like, Chris Redfield's already taken the best name, so does everyone else have to change their <laughs> name right now? I'm sorry. They, they all just need to be given numbers. Chris 1, Chris, Chris one. 2... <laughs> I did see that now with um, Chris Pine being in Enter the Spider-Verse, someone was, like, someone was like, that's it, Marvel's got all the Chris's. And then someone did a picture of Thanos, but with all the Chris's faces yes, in the I Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> like, well, that's it then. Uh, but yeah, so um, going to carry on watching. Obviously, I'll have two episodes to talk about next week because you're not going to stop me talking about Star Trek. Um whether you like it or not it's happening I mean I, I could try but you'll just you always can I'll just back. keep talking about just it, talking about uh, it. Uh, so yeah. instead I will pass over to our esteemed colleague uh, the drummer Matthew <gasps> the ah, drummer yes. Matthew the drummer Matthew uh, what have you been up to um, I, I've, I've, I've played a few video games <laughs> I have what? I have I have three on my list good are lord they, are, are we talking like universal paperclips minesweeper or actual video games <laughs> She said, gatekeeperly. <laughs> okay, they're all actual video games. Cool. I mean, not that it matters. I was um, just being... So, last time I'm going to mention Stardew Valley, in that I've just I've finished it now. But I've done... There's, there's like, two or three achievements left that I haven't got. Um, yeah. Two of them are for playing one of the um, arcade games and winning, winning that and then winning it without dying. And I just can't. I tried... But I only tried, like, three times and I don't really care. You know, there's something that happens every time that we are both into a game. We'll promise that we'll play together, and then we never do. And then you finish it, and then never play it again. You're like, ah, it's fine. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still happy to play. It. I'll, I'll show you my. Oh no, 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 no! I'm just saying. It's like, but, oh. yeah, it's like, oh yeah, we'll do that. And then the next podcast, and then we never like... do because we're <laughs> yeah. always super busy and terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the only other thing I think I haven't done is I haven't collected all the artifacts because you have to just randomly find them and I just yeah, can't be bothered. Yeah, they're, they're tricky. I'm still like, looking for a dinosaur egg and I... So, oh, oh, I've got... So oh, I, I don't know if I can possibly give you one. I don't think so. I think I've got a couple. But, um... So, I, okay, I haven't hatched the dinosaur and I haven't found all the other artifacts, but I've done everything else. I've shipped everything, caught all the fish, um, earned 10 million farming books or whatever they are. So for the, like, the secret achievement for getting all of them and... Yeah, uh, yeah, very good game. Did you find the magnifying glass? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Did you, did like you find out all, all the special? Yeah, things, I, like... I, all, all of the got all the notes, and I've done all of the things that the the secret oh, good. notes. Because I, I, I did one where you go down near a bush near the bridge near the bottom of the town <laughs> yeah. at like two a.m. and people jump out of it. Yeah, and you're like. That. There's a couple, there's a couple of quests related to that as well and various things. Yep. Yeah, it's, yeah like, mm. no, I've done all, of the, all those secrets. There's various, um, there's like the the last, you know, you can find books when you dig up artifacts, some of them are books. Mm-hmm. One of them is a code and you have to like put certain items in certain places and get three properly freaky statues out. So they're in my kids' room. Mm. That's why that's <laughs> Obviously. They're in the kids' room. Have you <laughs> yeah. had kids? Yeah, yeah, I've got two kids. I haven't had, like, Shane keeps turning to me in the middle of the night going, snipe. Should we have a baby? And I'm like, go to sleep, Shane. <laughs> Please go to sleep. <laughs> you, can, like, you can send them off again. You can turn your babies into birds and f- tell them to fuck off. 
I yeah, but that's like really <laughs> sinister. Yeah, I know, right? Because like the the because like, I and think more that... importantly, weird as fuck. That is super weird. Yeah, I think the witch does it. So yeah, that's. Yeah. yeah, like a witch did it is not a good excuse, Matthew. <laughs> a witch turned my child into a bird, so my family could it's be okay, happy you can again. It's okay. You can make your partner forget you ever existed, so it's fine. Yeah, you literally can wipe their memory. Oh, God, it is so fucking sinister. <laughs> that is yeah, so. Because if you just break just... up with them, they're bitter and don't like you. They anymore, hate you. So you, yeah. so you just make them forget. It's fine. It's, oh, that dear. is some eternal sunshine of the But anyway, okay, I haven't bullshit. okay, I haven't done that yet. So there's a couple of it, but only because I really don't want to do that. No, I don't want to do that either. It's, it's <laughs> terrific. It's the worst. But... I just want to keep telling Shane no when he wants to have a baby. <laughs> so moving on, I played a turned out to be a couple of games because the first game I played is a little indie game called What Never Was. Okay. And it's you're just I really liked the look of it. And it's just it's just a little quick sort of Walking simulator slash puzzle game. There's a couple of little puzzles in it, and I was, you're just it's just set in you. You go to your granddad's at, um, attic after he died, and you just have to like find out what he's been up to. Oh, um, oh. not in a finding like weird gimp suits in there. You just like yeah. I, I remember <laughs> we know a person that that happened to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, grandpops died. Let's go clean it. Oh, he literally was into shiny vinyl and. <laughs> Gimp suits and ball gags. <laughs> Go grandpa, panels. I guess. Not like that. And I just thought it'd be quite. And it's it's really pretty and it's really well voice acted, especially for like an indie game. Like because okay. usually indie games are notoriously bad quite often, <laughs> which is expected. Fine because they've not got much budget. Oh no, my grandpa's paddle but, for his yeah. ass. <laughs> Again, nothing like that. And I really enjoyed it for all of about 47 seconds it took to finish the game. Oh. And I was like, oh, is that? There's like there's basically like two puzzles and. You solve them, like, without really thinking about it, and ah. then it's finished. And I was like, oh. So I, I, re- I was really re- ready to be like, oh, this is really cool. And then it kind of just stops. And then it just yeah. ends. Oh. Is, does it cost money? No, no, it's free. Oh, so well, well, then. It's fine. Then it's fine. And it's like, despite it only being, like, it's less than a gig. I can't remember how big it is, but it, despite it being very small file size, I finished it in less time than it took to download it. <laughs> I think. Well. Which okay. is partially a reflection on my internet speed. Yeah, I'm about to say. <laughs> but I would recommend it if you just want something to do for five minutes. But honestly, honestly... I, I quite like um, the, those kind of short little experiences. But um... it was alarming, even though I was expecting it to be short for how small the file size is and everything. It was still somehow alarmingly short. Forty-seven. <laughs> but it was quite. It was quite good fun. Those puzzles aren't exactly hard to deal with, but I don't know. It's quite pretty, and it's quite. There's some funny bits, and yeah. It's yeah. quite if you just want something that takes you five minutes to download, takes you five minutes to play, just oh. to like you know fill a ten minute gap. I'd recommend it. Okay, cool. Uh, and then I got into something uh, meatier. So I've been playing Just Cause Three. Oh, dude. oh yes, yeah. I uh, I've I played the second one. This was I can't remember when it came out and or whether I played it close to coming out, but it was probably close to eight ten years ago. Which is presumably yeah. similar to when it came out. It was. I was still at university, and that was many years ago. Because you're about. You, well, how old are you now? Sixty-three. Approximately. Yeah, approximately sixty-three um, years old. And I remember just quite enjoying it, and it just being quite fun. Like it's not clever. It's not. You just, just big, go around fun. blowing stuff up and grappling hooking onto jet planes and exploding things. I just, but I, but I remember quite enjoying it for what it was. But three. Have you guys played it? 
Nah. Ye- oh no, no, I haven't played I, it. Yet. I, I've seen people like attach hooks to cows and stuff. Yeah, it's just kind it of a cluster. It's just kind of a clusterfuck. Oh, a bit too extreme with the silliness. Yeah, of. it's like it's it's sort of. I can repeat a lot of what you were saying about Watchdogs. It's very, despite it being silly and it should be really fun, it's somehow just really bland. Like there's sequences in the like missions where you have to like grappling hook onto missiles and, but like, it's somehow kind of boring. I I find that I I, I think Just Cause as a series has aged significantly worse than a lot of its contemporaries. And mm. it's it's sort of doing the same thing. And personally, I feel that sort of anarchic sandbox thing was done way better by Saints Row. Saints yeah. Row the Third did it perfectly, yeah. I think. Mm. Yeah, Saints Row the Third's my my favorite one because it had such um, a consistent tone, but it was also fresh and funny. And there was like a genuine glee in just destruction and yeah. just being stupid. And like, because I've played a fair bit of uh, Just Cause Two, but I, I I did find like it's. So, in some way made destruction tedious. Yeah, and like, there's a few bits, so this is one, I've got a few list of points I wanted to say, but yeah, related to that, there's, when you go and like liberate a town or a, or a place, you have to like go and do enough damage to various things to kick out the bad dictator and bring in the the rebellion guys or whatever. I thought you were going to say kick out the bad dictator and bring in the good one. I mean, like, um... I, mean I imagine that will be, the, that, that seems like the really obvious twist that they'll go for halfway through, I imagine. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> But um, there's a bit where you, to like liberate police stations, you go in and you just have to. There's you have to press a button on the door to open the door, let the rebels in, and then you just have to cause a certain amount of destruction within the grounds of the thing. But like on multiple occasions, I've killed everyone there, but then there's nothing else to kill, so you're just stuck on this destruction meter How being like halfway be done, and you're stood there, and the music's still dramatic and everything's still dramatic, but there's just no baddies, and you're like, hmm. um, what? So you have to like leave and go go and do something else somewhere else to get like wanted status, and then go back to the police <laughs> station, the and then literally they'll, they'll park outside. You have to grappling hook their vehicles into the grounds <laughs> of the police thing because if you blow them up outside, it doesn't count. And it's like it's so tedious, and it's just like, <laughs> oh my, why did they think this was a good idea? It's just they made they, they, they like tried to do it the most boring way possible. They couldn't have had like a an infinite spawn until your meter was full. No, like and that. killing people doesn't doesn't seem to like it either doesn't increase it or it increases it really slowly. So you've got to get to a high enough wanted level that they bring in vehicles and helicopters or whatever. But <laughs> grappling yeah. vehicles into the fucking like zone. I mean, it doesn't. It it, set, it starts off on a bad foot, right? So you you load up the game and it goes through the you know the sort of title sequences for like, Square Enix published it and yeah. Avalanche made it, mm. I think. So it comes up with the splash screens, and then it comes up with, like, you're seeing Rico, the main guy, sat on a beach with, like, a glass of whiskey or something. And you're seeing his back, and he's staring off into the cuff, into the sea. And it says, like, and it's slowly, like, it says, I can't remember which way around it is, but it either says Square Enix or Avalanche on, like, a jumper hanging over the back of his chair. And he, like, slowly grabs that and pulls that off, and it reveals the other logo. And then the Just Cause logo slowly appears in the sky... And then That's you're sat there, for like, just with him sort of sat there having a few sips or whatever. And I was like, okay, this is, you know, an interesting way to, to show off to, like, whatever, fine. But you can't skip it. But I was like, it's the first time, whatever. But no, you can never skip that. You just have oh, to sit there no. for, like, 30 seconds while it just, the, the Just Cause 3 logo fades in really slowly. <laughs> and then, just when you thought it's fucking ridiculous enough, 
Like it comes up, oh, logging into the online service, and then it's <sighs> like it, the screen goes grey with like a login in thing, there, and you have to sit there for another thirty seconds while it logs in, <laughs> and you're just like, why? And you have to sit there for so long to get into the game, and it's just like this. And yeah, the online thing as well. So not even like it takes ages to get into it, and then it doesn't add anything to the gameplay apart from you're just driving around and suddenly it comes up with a thing. Some random user has beat your record for this. Like, oh, good. I, I don't so... care in any possible... And I've tried to... First of all, I went into the Windows firewall settings and tried to, like, I unclicked the allow thing from the rule. And now you play the game, it just re-adds itself to the allow list. Oh. So you're like, if, if, that, if this game could do that, that, just, so, that means boring. a virus or whatever can do it. That's, so then I mean, I to be went... fair, Windows Firewall is literally dog shit garbage that basically yeah. near bricked our previous machine. But it's supposed to at least work. It's supposed to at least do something. <laughs> but you can't seem to... And then so I went in and like added a, took, took the allow thing off that and then added in a specific rule to not allow this program to get on the internet. And that <laughs> doesn't stop it either. It still just logs in and just takes ages. <sighs> And to and be fair, like, if you uh, did stop it from log from connecting to the internet, it probably wouldn't let you play it unless you were online. Well, there is an offline load, so occasionally it just shits itself and says, "Oh, it, it like pauses and then goes, oh, we attempting login for no." This is before I tried to remove it because it was just too annoying. Oh, reconnect reconnecting login, and then it took like thirty seconds and goes, "Oh, it can't log in. Do you want to do it on offline mode?" And you press yes, and that fixes your problems for the next five minutes until it reattempts again. <laughs> but I don't even know what it's logging into. Like, I've never signed up to a Just Cause account or anything. It's the first time I opened up the game, it says logging in. So if it's presumably just logging into like connecting it's, it's, to Steam or something that I'm already because I'm running it through Steam, so it's it'll like be some kind of anti-piracy service. But I've never created an account, so what's it logging into? Mm. Uh, one quick question, uh, Matt. I, yeah. Um, <laughs> when you're talking about online features, does it have like full-blown multiplayer, or, or is it just? I have literally no idea. This is it just this <laughs> comparing you to I, other people can, for no good reason. I haven't seen any multiplayer, or it hasn't asked me to do anything with multiplayer. And usually, if they've got weird multiplayer things, it pesters you all the time. Because, because obviously, like there was the big multiplayer mod for uh, Just Cause Two, um, the one that we did a video on, and then had to constantly be censoring the chat box because um... everyone is a racist <laughs> shithead. Apparently, yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, so, I, don't, I don't know. It might have, but I mean. So yeah, I'm guessing you're, ha- you're having some quite negative thoughts about yeah, this video well, game. Yeah, just all these things like put you in a neg- and there's a, a couple of other just quick bits. He's like, I don't know who anyone is. Like, there's, there's the story, and you're going and meeting all these people, and I don't know if they're expecting you to remember from the previous game, but I don't, and it doesn't try and remind you. Oh, God. So it's like, I don't know. I don't care about any of these people. They're just random. Well, is people. Rico the same character as the the guy in the second one? Yeah, he's been the same yeah, main yeah, character yeah, yeah. all the way through. I didn't know because yeah. he's he's changed visually quite a bit. And then, like my last point, it's just kind of bad. Like you're just driving around, and then something like he goes, um, "Enemy helicopter destroyed." This many chaos points, and you're like, "Hang on, what? I didn't. I'm just driving somewhere." And then it goes, "Oh, the police are after you," and you're like, "But uh, what, what's happening?" <laughs> and things it's just like... blow up for no reason. And then, like sometimes. Things just disappear, like clip out. Like they were like, "Oh, that's a cool, that's a cool like military boat. I can steal that and do some damage with it." And you f- halfway through the gliding there, and then it just vanishes. <laughs> it's a like, stealth boat. That's it's, why. It's just on top of everything. It's just really badly made. <laughs> Honestly, uh, when it was released, it was it was in a really bad place. I think that ended up with like a mostly negative sort of thing on Steam because of how bad the the launch was. Just Cause Two. I remember when I was at I was at Games Dev at college, 
that at the time was the biggest map in any game. Oh yeah, it's fucking huge. It was fucking huge. We did this big fucking report on how it was huge and how comparing it to like GTA and other open worlds and how this was. The yeah, was that was that in times. the phase of gaming where the bigger your map is, the better your game is? Yes. Yeah. Also, okay. that was during the phase of the greyer and browner everything is, the more serious and good your game is. Which, which is uh, why we're getting out of it. Which is um, why I think Just Cause 2 really stood out, because it was a lush, tropical mm. Um, mm. area. Granted, yeah. it was mostly just lush, green, tropical areas. Yeah, that's the thing. But... It's, like, it's, it's kind of yeah. like, oh yeah, this is absolutely huge game area. Yes, that's true. But it's like that album that Metallica put out with no solos. It's featureless and boring and oh, you large mean... for the sake of it. <laughs> you mean Santanga? Yeah. 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 So it was literally just t- time, Timely critique there, guys. Well <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Santhropod. I don't know if you've local heard. local hot takes on current <laughs> events that are actually happening right I now. I don't know if you've heard, but Metallica's album, uh, Saint Anger, it's Street Anger, uh, is not quite as good as their previous work. I mean, I don't know why I'm mocking you for that. Like, I'm just moaning about a game that's I don't even know how old, but the new, the, the fourth one is now out, so presumably it's at least a few years old. It's a few years old. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I can't really... But yeah, it's just, I really wanted to enjoy it, because I really remember enjoying the second one. I, I honestly thought but... Just Cause is one of those series that I often feel like I should like a lot more than I do. Just Cause. It feels like a game I should enjoy, but I, I've tried numerous times to play two. Uh, we have got three because of Humble Monthly. And I'll, yeah, I'll, I know. Because I had it downloading a while ago um, to be ready to play next. And after I started downloading, it was the month. And it was just like, oh, by the way, this is now free. And I was like, I haven't paid for it recently, but I've definitely paid for it at some point. And now <laughs> just to rub salt in the wood, I'm getting it free like, just before I go to play it. Uh, yeah, yeah, that'll happen. So if anyone wants a copy of Just Cause 3, send an email to the to the <laughs> podcast thing and I'll give you the code and you can inflict the suffering on yourself because I have a free copy of it. Uh, yeah. yeah, just come up with a sexy nickname for Rico. Yeah, best sexy nickname gets a free copy of the XXL version. I don't know what the difference is, but I don't care. It's his penis! <laughs> <laughs> extra okay. jiggle bones oh, so yeah it's jiggle just, boners everywhere I think it's it's just entertaining enough with that and combined with the fact that I like to I don't like to stop things once I've started playing them it's just overrided all of the annoyances so I've stuck at it for now but yeah I'm I'm down I'm currently downloading the um Sniper Elite 4 so ah. as soon as that's done in about oh. two weeks on my internet connection I'm just going to give up with this hey, and move on to that, that. We should definitely play some Snipe Elite 4 sometime. <laughs> awesome. I mean, yeah, we won't we ever get should. to play we it. It's a, nice, it's a nice thought, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, that's me for video games. Okay. Um, I, yeah, the other thing on my list was Spider-Man, but we've, we've done that. Hmm. Oh, the other thing, well, we finally played a game of um, 8th, um, 40k. Oh yeah, oh, yeah you with. did. Yeah. You absolute nerds decided to play some Warhams. Yeah, we did. I realised after we hung up and we were on Skype for like five hours or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. How many points did you guys go in with? Uh, it was like 1,100. Okay. And 33. So... Yeah, it was like a specific number. Well, it to was... be fair, you guys, I'm guessing you guys had pretty high, high points, low model count. It was the exact... I, I was using the list that I played against you... Okay, so uh, recently when you played your old Dread list. So a good so. handful of models at least. Yeah, yeah. So so now you've played like a proper full-size game of it. How do you feel about 8th edition? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, not least because I got because we were playing on tabletop simulator, so I got to use a storm surge, which was fun because <laughs> I don't own that because when I was last buying models, it didn't exist. Yes. So 
and I haven't yeah it's been a long time I'm looking forward to getting back getting moving back whenever that is and getting back into it because yes I, w- I would like one of these things because they're pretty ridiculous the, the amount of guns on those is ridiculous because I had my uh, I, I well I had an imperial knight so having fights between those big things is, is oh, very yeah. entertaining knights are just the biggest hecking chonkers <laughs> They I are, love them. They are hecking chonkers, yes. Hecking chonkers. Yeah, they're quite satisfyingly visible from the entire battlefield, which is fun mm-hmm. when you've got when you've got a shooty army. Yeah. When I but. played with Wib at Warhammer World the other day, um, I just tried to gear my knight towards getting to his intercessors that were just hiding on a piece of terrain like stupid little butts. And he just <laughs> charged me with his knight, and it was the most epic fight ever, especially because oh, I did 12 yeah. wounds in one attack to him. <laughs> nice. I was just like, yeah! I mean, he killed... He wrecked my poor knight but it's okay because like the rest of my army was just literally dreadnoughts yeah so they they tore the knight down instantly after that so (laughs) feel bad for the rogue trader Uh, dread though my rogue trader he, dread. He, he tried. Was like, I want to be like my big brother in fairness i think the rogue trader the the rogue trader dread did take like a ton of wounds off your knight as well so he did good but yeah um I, i i genuinely really like how the having knights or knight equivalents walking around the battlefield works because if you if both sides have got one then they're gonna aim at each other and because it's so it makes much fun. it makes sense to do so rather than to have them taking on other things it's because like a kaiju fight yeah, while be- the armies are on the ground it's amazing because they naturally settle into how they're supposed to work in the law mm-hmm. that they take mm. down things of that sort of size so, it's so cool it's really it's really cool <laughs> negating the point of either side having any of them but, yeah, but it's I mean so that's cool. just a, that's just a metaphor for war right well yeah <laughs> Wow. But the thing is, whoever's got one left at the end, then they've suddenly got a fucking lord of war lording over the battle. <laughs> lord of war. Yeah. Well, well, at this battle. point, because of because their 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 you know profiles of usually when they get less wounds, they get less good. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just, you're just limping along right at the end. Well, yeah. technically well, you've got the whole model there, but I mean, you got mine to the point because I I I managed to take down your knight before you took down my storm surge purely yeah. because I had a squad of. I had all the marker light shots on it, which for Tau is good. Yes. <laughs> and then I just basically shot everything to all targeted that. So I took down that without hurting a single other model, basically, for quite a few rounds. And um, the Storm Surge was down to like five wounds, which is its lowest profile. So actually, it was running around with it like ballistic skill of like six or six plus or something terrible. And like basically no movement. And yeah. They're limping at that point, even if they're technically still there. <laughs> They're barely functional, yeah. just hobbling around. I should probably mention, because one thing that I've discovered playing uh, a bunch of 8th is that my orcs are good, and I can I can use those, and my blood angels are hot garbage. Marines are garbage. Uh, <laughs> uh, and horde armies are in. Yeah, marines don't seem to be doing super great this edition. Um, as such, there's been a beta rule uh, that's, that's been uh, that's coming out, or has come out, you can use it now, um, where Space Marines get to do their rapid fire, like two shot thing, even at long range if they haven't moved. Or if okay. it's on a vehicle. So, like a Storm Bolter on a Rhino, for example, can always fire four shots, um, regardless of what range Which is it's at. It's a pretty nice buff. Yeah, I mean, if, uh, they're, if they're bad, I guess. They yeah. are. Because they do, they do need a bit of a buff. They so um, that's interesting. I, I think the next time we play some games, we shall have to we'll use have to that rule go. and yeah. see how it goes. Mm. Because I'm, I'm very intrigued. It only applies to um, Astartes and Heretic Astartes. So like and um, bolter weapons. It applies to Astartes strictly with bolt oh, weapons. Oh, oh yeah, I get saying. you. I get you. 
so yeah, should be interesting to see how that um, how that goes. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah, we'll have to have another another battle with them. Although, what I want to try is I want to do Dreadnought Army versus like Crisis Suit and Big Mech Army with like no troops. So that wouldn't really help with testing the Bolter thing. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, <laughs> I would quite like to to run test Night Army just to see how it goes because that does sound like it would um, be interesting. But yeah, to play. My, mm, but yeah, my overall thoughts on Eighth is that it's good. I really like it. I think it's really well streamlined in that there's a couple of things where you're just like, oh, I'm not quite sure how this works. And then you look into it. It's like, for instance, with drones with Tau. Like, you buy them with the unit or with your character. I mean, you can you can buy a unit of them by themselves as well, but a lot of the time they come with that. And it's like, well, how does that work if, like, we were a bit confused um, to start with where suiting into a unit that has has drones. We're like, well, how do you know which toughness to use, whether you use the drone? And we're like, oh, no, you know what? The answer is the simplest answer. After you put them down, they're just their own unit. Yeah, and there's just quite a few things where it's like, it's like oh, I'm not sure how this works. It's like, oh, it's it's the most simple and obvious way. Oh yeah, that's just how it works, and that solves all the problems. And there seems to be quite a few things like that. Yeah, I find the rules of eighth are, for the most part, written really well to like really tightly tell you quite explicitly how certain things work. And quite often when you have a problem with the rules, it's because you kind of read them and you interpreted meaning onto them rather than mm. like reading it properly. And then when you read it properly, yeah. you go, oh, okay, that's why I was misunderstanding. Yeah. Obviously, there's some things that are that are still, you know, it's not perfect. Obviously, nothing is, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, I mean, it does when, a pretty good job. Rules. It does certainly yeah. a better job than previous editions in that regard, I feel anyway. Yeah, it's good. And that's because like the last time I played properly was like actually into it was fifth. I mean, I played maybe one yeah. or two games of sixth. I don't think I played a game of seventh. So to get me back into like playing and being like, okay, actually, yeah, I like this. It's good, I think. Because mm. yeah. fifth, I think, was Absolutely. fairly regarded as a fairly solid addition. Yeah, yeah. Fifth was good, but I like eighth because just because of how streamlined it is, it makes yeah. it makes playing a game so much easier. So you're not constantly having to refer to your fucking rule book or your codex. It's well, just a lot, yeah. a lot more smooth. Yeah, and I like that my tanks and my Crisis suits and things can just shoot all of their weapons all the time at anyone. <laughs> I dislike nice. that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but same with your dreadnoughts. Your dreadnoughts can wander around and shoot everything at anyone. Okie dokie. Um, so, um, I guess then, Snipe. What? What have you been up to? So many things. So many things. So many. So I've got a few things to talk about. Uh, thought I'd continue with uh, RE Revelations. Yes, because I yeah. played a lot more of that. I've I've not played anything off stream because that's kind of the the game we're streaming right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm pretty much last last stream I left it about probably less than an hour away from the end of it. But I really needed to go to bed. I know you were tired, so I don't mind. Um, yeah, I've I I I enjoy it. It's good. Uh, has some really annoying old school Resident Evil problems with it though, like the whole. Getting like, oh yeah, uh, you need to get to this thing, but everything's going to spawn in really tight corridors and just fucking shred you, and you don't really know what to do. There was that bit where you were having to escape the 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 woman who is a zombie but has Rachel. her tits out for some reason. Oh yeah, Rachel, where she's just like, oh, I've got, I'm a titty zombie, and I'm like, aren't we better than this as a species? No, <laughs> absolutely not. Apparently. Even for Capcom, it was. Pr- <laughs> it's like, look, you know, you want to have like Jessica wandering around like a fuckwit, okay? But when she's when there's a woman there who's covered in gore, and you're kind of 
it's it's a bit sexualizing violence. It's a bit gross. She's she's what would happen if the torso given away with Dead Island Riptide was a character. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, I'm not. That's not like a deal breaker for me, but I do kind of like cringe every time I see it because it's just like, oh come fucking on. Yeah. But that section, because I remember watching you play that, and it that was, just looked fucking tedious. It, it was pretty tedious. Um, just Resident Evil has always had this kind of thing where there's one character who will keep like one monster that will just keep coming back. And just keep like uh, in like in the first one, there. I don't think there was particularly one like that, if I can remember properly. But in the second one, there was like um, there was Mister X on Leon's campaign, and just basically just constantly yeah. there all the time. Like Nemesis was kind of peak Resident Evil, constantly being chased yeah. by one guy. Like Nemesis. I mean, I, I kind of like what they did with Nemesis, but you know, um, like that kind of thing. So it kind of makes sense that. In Revelations, they'd have Rachel be that character. But she's not scary. She's really annoying. What, what relevance does she have to the plot? Oh, she was, you know, I, the, I can't you know, the remember. carrot top guy. Yeah. That was, like, his partner. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. She's just there to be tit, tit, okay. tit zombie or whatever. Um, I like the I like the concept of the under under the water horrible boys. There's like these weird like clam things, the manta ray clams that jump up out of water at you when you're swimming, and they are so creepy. Oh, like the the dolphin cockroach. Things. Oh, I hate those so much. Those are so creepy. The the design of the the zombies, the deep sea. I'm things. like super scared of the sea. Yeah, the, the the design of the actual monsters in it, I genuinely really it's like. Some, it's some good stuff. If you kind of like put your thumb over Rachel and put your thumb over Jessica, it's design wise pretty fucking rare. Yeah. But yeah, no, um, I've been enjoying that quite a lot. It's quite mm. good. The the designs are good again, ex- <laughs> excluding two characters. Um, so yeah, no, I'm looking forward to kind of seeing the end of it. I mean, I, I know how it ends because I played Resident Evil Revelations 2. Yeah. So I kind of had it spoiled for me. But yeah, no, I'm looking forward to finishing that off. It was quite fun. And oh god, like, also, speaking of Resident Evil, at the time of recording, Resident Evil 2 remake is out tomorrow. Yes. Which, I didn't get around to playing the 30 minutes of gameplay because I thought that was a bit shitty. Because I saw a bunch of YouTubers complete that in 20 minutes. Also, I heard it crash for a bunch of people on PC. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I didn't want to get into that. But uh, I've heard good things. I've heard there's a couple of iffy kind of things. Like, like grabby zombies are apparently quite frustrating. Mm. Um, But apparently that's not a massive part of it. But apparently it does does kind of redo a lot of uh, stuff to do with Resident Evil 2, but in more of a modern vein. So, like, you don't have the shitty controls, because the controls were so shitty. So it's more kind of like a modern kind of game. Like, you know how Remake yeah. um, had... It was just like modern control. It wasn't tank controls, which was such a joy. Mm. But yeah, apparently it's a lot like that. And I'm really not sure whether to buy it. Because <laughs> I'm like... It looks really cool. And I like Resident Evil. I think it's pretty good, I guess. It's all right. <laughs> and I, I, and I kind of want to... I do want to play it, but I'm like... Is it too scary for me? Because <laughs> like, I, I, I kind of I have come a long way in trying to not be afraid of like horror movies. You have and, yeah. and horror media in general. I've been really working on myself for that, and I've gotten to a point where I can watch like horror movies on my own and stuff like that. And it's 
and I, I'm I'm relatively comfortable doing that. Whereas playing horror games, like like older Resident Evil games, uh, I I wouldn't say that they're really scary. Not like, not like, to play today. No, certainly. I mean like Resident Evil Five is my favorite Resident Evil, and I, that's not really scary. No, no, not at all. That's that's kind of that's just tense. It's it's action horror. We were saying the other yeah. day, Resident Evil's been action horror longer than it's been survival horror. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I'm just kind of sitting there going, well. I didn't play Resident Evil 7 because that's just... I'm not really into first-person horror experiences. I, I not That's too much for me at the moment. <laughs> Whereas, like, this one, I'm like... I'm really kind of torn up about it. I don't know which one. What, whether to go for it I don't it know not. whether to go for it. I don't know... Well, yeah, exactly. So I'm kind of like... Eh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like... I'm, if, I, if I get it and I spend, like, 50 quid on it... And I don't play it, I'm going to hate myself so much. So it's a bit of a tricky one. But yeah, no. I'm hoping it's good, and hopefully a month down the line, there'll be a really good sale on it, and I'll be able to get it for not anywhere near as expensive. Because <laughs> yeah. oh, if you get like the fancy <laughs> version, which I hate. I hate the games industry so much. But if you get like the fancy, more expensive version, you get like the Samurai Edge. It's like, it's like Chris's like handgun, and you get like Jill's handgun, and I'm like... Oh. What, what what are these things? Sp- Handguns. Say things as if it's someone who's never played Resident Evil 2. Shiny guns that reek of nostalgia that are probably like way better stat-wise in-game than the normal guns. Oh, you, you these are in-game game. weapons you yeah. get. In-game so, these are get so these are guns from the, from the Resident Evil 2, like the base version? No, they... no, no the, the, the Samurai Edge is, is from uh, is Chris's handgun. And I, you get Jill. You yeah, get Jill's handgun. So what's that? What, what's that from then? Resident Evil One. Yeah, we, we don't know. Right, we we okay. have no idea. Okay, <laughs> sorry, I forgot you guys weren't cool like me. I I cannot stand early Resident Evil That's at fair. all. That's fair. So <laughs> it's, it's just too scary and like ah, well voice acted. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> so you get you get weapons from the first game in the second game. Yes. Yes. Okay. Cool. But I, I don't think they'll be as low poly as they were. Although <laughs> that would be amazing. If they were, that, that would be amazing. amazing. A bit like when you have the camo for Snake in in Metal Gear Four, where it's... Always his head is just the MGS one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that would be cool. But yeah, no. So I'm I'm pretty torn between like should I, shouldn't I? But mm. I, hopefully. I'll just figure it out. But yeah, that's the amount of video games I've played. Okay. I have two more things to talk about. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go... I'm going to do the happy one first. Okay. So, people, if if they're really eagle-eyed, they might notice that I'm kind of a fan of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's okay. (laughs) For now. It's fine. Um, and I've been kind of like low key paddying nice. because I want I want to see season five because season five is out and I have to wait until like March on, to get it on Netflix and which is ridiculous because by that time season six will have completed a full run and I'm already getting like loads of spoilers so I, I got really cranky one night and I, I took a bunch of like uh, bits and stuff I earned from a stream and I just bought the box set one to five. And that was such an amazingly good purchase for me. I watched the entire season in like two days, and it was so fucking thoroughly enjoyable. Hmm. It was quite totally quite a bit different from the other ones in the way that there was some more serious moments. It was a bit more of a uh, more of an attention to actual character design and uh, character development rather, rather than just everything having to rely on a joke. There was like kind of. Uh, how do I explain it? 
it, it wasn't as chock full of like jokes and it was a little bit more realistic with yeah, these these characters are uh, people you know they have a life to live and all that kind of stuff so it was a bit more interesting also Hitchcock and Scully are way more involved in this series which I love mm. they're not just <laughs> it's not just cut away to two gross old men and they and then just forget about them that they actually get involved in the stories and like there's one point where Rosa who is I just want her to punch me in the face she's amazing <laughs> like Rosa is like complaining at Hitchcock and Scully for sitting on their asses all day and they're like you think it's so easy why don't you join us and then like half of, <laughs> like like one of the like the I think it's like the secondary or tertiary story of that episode is Rosa trying to stay in the chair for as long as Hitchcock <laughs> and Scully and they're like oh like so someone mentions hot dogs and Rosa's like ugh there's a hot dog, hot dog stand outside, and they're like, "No, I want hot dogs." And they're like, and Rosie just looks at them and goes, "We can roll these chairs down to the down to the parking lot." And they're like, "You're damn right!" And they all just start rolling towards the elevator, <laughs> and it's just like, "This is fucking great! It's so fun!" And there's like, there's one episode which really does just not feel right, which is there's one where it it brings up DC Parlov again, which um is. Terry's favorite author. He's he's a stand-in for J.R.R. Tolkien. He's a stand-in for J.R.R. Tolkien, and like that. <laughs> Not J.R.R. Tolkien. Fucking George R.R. Martin. George R.R. Martin. He literally has the R.R. just because he's such a fan of Tolkien. That's why I always get a mixed up. Yeah. What a jerk. Although realistically, I suppose he's more more really a a mixture of all sort of fantasy writers. He kind of is. Yeah. So it's like like you know like when Parlov stuff was first introduced, it is kind of like a poking fun at like the super serious humorless Lord of the Rings fans or the the Song of Ice and Fire fans yeah. and like it was it was just fun. Um whereas this just feels like it's an a fan fiction someone's written where it's constantly referencing older episodes because hey, remember when we did that? We're still doing that because we're the same characters. It was just not good at all. Also, I could have gone without seeing what Kalar looks like. Because the fact that he's just legolas really kind of bugs me. Because <laughs> I was like, no, I wanted him to be like a giant barbarian or something. But fine, sure. I wanted him to be like like Cohen the barbarian. <laughs> but yeah, there's like, there is. It does suffer from a couple of like, hey, remember when we did this? And it's like I'm not super into it. And it does bring a good few characters back that I'm like, well, this wasn't needed. Um, but yeah, there's like one of my favorite episodes is just it's just Jake and Holt interrogating a dentist who they know killed this guy. But he's yeah, that one was great. Right? It's so good. Oh, it was, and it was like it wasn't even really that funny. It was just, it was just really well done. And there was a lot of kind of like it, it was it was a bit more serious than a usual Brooklyn Nine Nine episode. But it was just so fucking entertaining and so well done. And everyone there is such a good actor. It was just great. I really had a lot of fun. Oh, with it. um, so um, now you've just got to. Hold it in until you manage to until get like, season six. Until like I don't know twenty 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 one, where <laughs> yes. I get season like six. Yeah. But I'm so probably just gonna buy this because like I watched most. Because you're talking about them, I'm remembering them. But I watched most of these episodes more than a year ago. How? Because they came out in twenty seventeen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why is it not on your Netflix yet? Because it's stupid and it's really upsetting and it doing it to personally yeah. spite me, obviously. Yeah. Fair <laughs> But yeah, no, oh. I really like it, and I love. Ha- I, I, there's a lot of changes that I really do enjoy, and like, like, um, there's oh the, the episode where Rosa comes out as bisexual, I thought was I honestly there was a couple of moments where I was just tearing up because it was just so fucking real and 
Oh, it's good. It's just good. <laughs> I like it very much. It's, also, it's Danny Trejo is Rosa Diaz's dad, and that makes <laughs> so much sense. <laughs> I fucking love it. But yeah, um, so yeah, that's really good. I can't wait to buy the season six DVD for half the price of the box set I just bought. <laughs> but it's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, then I have one last thing to talk about. Would you mind if I did a little bit of an introduction to this? Uh, sure. Just, just a, just a sure. frame. So sure. it, I'm intrigued. We, so in the, we, we obviously have a notepad file that's got what we what we have to talk about in the podcast in front of us. Uh, shock horror. That it, I know it might not seem like it, but there is a structure to this, uh, this we, podcast. We tend to bullet point the topics we want to cover. Um, and I, I wrote in what Snipe wanted to talk about here as um, the two minutes hate of Punisher season two. <laughs> Um, okay. Two minutes is, hate. It's so probably me, going to be. My, let me get my stopwatch. You've got two minutes. Okay. I do not. It is going to be longer than two minutes, but it's not. <laughs> Motherfucker, <laughs> you can't stop me. I know you have a lot of thoughts and feelings about this. I do. But you have. You are not fully through the series yet, so you are going to talk about it next week as well. Yep. So try and keep it as brief as possible. Okay, okay, okay. Let me let me just kind of like mentally prepare a run up so I can kind of bullet point this. <laughs> to to uh, lay a bit of groundwork, Snipe really likes the first season of The Punisher on the Netflix. It's on the Netflix. Is on the, ne- yeah, the, the Netflix, yeah. The first season of Pun- the, the Punisher on Netflix is a borderline religious experience. It is amazing, beautifully written, characters fantastic. The acting is amazing. Even though you've got two kids in there, it's still fucking amazing. Like, no shade on kid actors, but, like, as a rule, you know, they're kids. <laughs> yeah. they're, they've got other stuff to think about. So they tend not to be as fully committed as an yeah. adult. And the story was good. The violence was incredibly visceral, satisfying, and, and at times quite horrifying when it needed to be. And was displayed as such. It was Beautiful. It was a gory, beautiful screaming in that John Bernthal way that he do. <laughs> ah, like that we kind of like, <laughs> like noise he makes where he sounds like an angry cow. <laughs> a very scary angry yeah, cow. Yeah, he, he does sound like a malfunctioning piece of farm equipment. Yes. I know. <laughs> Don't say that about John Bernthal. Only I'm allowed to say that because we're friends in my head. <laughs> but yeah, so I was... Um, I was quite looking forward to punish it to season two. I could have happily, the, the story in the first season, it ended in a way that I felt was incredibly satisfying and I didn't need a season two because honestly, I would have been happy it left at that. But of course, yeah, entertainment being such that they literally have to drive everything in the ground that you love and basically just sit there and just scream in your face that everything is commodified and money and you don't care. And like you, nothing about you, you know, matters to them. Uh, yeah. As, as a rule of thumb. So it starts off about a year after the first season has, has ended, and Frank's moved on with his life. He's 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 doing lots of sex with the bartender lady, like <laughs> did so it. many sex. And he I'm did gonna, it at least once. I don't know. The way it's shot looks like he literally was up all night with this this woman, and Christ knows how she can walk. <laughs> Especially all that pent up like Frank aggression and like. Because well, as far as you're aware, he's not fucked since his wife died. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's, that's it's been a, a while. It's been a while. So you know, I'm sitting there going, "I'm so proud of Frank. He's moving on, and I'm proud of him." Um, in this season, there are two threads 
of the, there are two enemies really. So there's Billy Russo from the first season, uh, not the Jigsaw. Jigsaw, which is like Billy Russo is a separate character to Jigsaw in established canon. So they kind of like merge them, which is uh, makes makes sense. Yeah, but I mean the amount of damage Frank did to him, you'd think his face looks great. Considering looks, considering yeah. he looks really good, he should not look that good. But I mean whatever. Um, and then there's the Pilgrim who is basically an ex-neo-Nazi hyper-religious murderer. Uh, I can't really go into any further than that, but he's basically a hitman that's going after this girl called Amy, or Rachel, or whatever the fuck, who is fine. She's supposed to be kind of the human element, but the series forgets that she exists for a good few episodes every now and again, and then just has to bring it back in and go, oh shit, do you remember her? Do you remember <laughs> Do you remember the girl that Frank was being all like fatherly to? Yeah, we forgot about her, lol. Here she is. <laughs> um, characters just aren't behaving very sensibly. The story is not separated very well, so a lot of the time it will spend all the effort following, say, Russo and his recovery, and then Frank will literally just be off doing nothing. And then there'll be this. I'm making it sound a lot worse than it is. Like initially, it's a lot, it's a lot more promising. But I've like episode ten, I think it was, was where it didn't just shit the bed; it kept shitting the bed to the point where there's more shit than bed, <laughs> and it is just awful. That was <laughs> one of the worst, things, especially because like I can, I've seen from season one how good, like they they made the Punisher a three dimensional character. And then in this, they're like, they keep going, hey, like Frank's like, maybe I don't want to keep killing everyone, but then I guess I got a sad face. And it's like, when your characters are sitting there saying that, you fucked up. I'm just going to say. But yeah, like, episode 10 made me rage quit, and I haven't watched it since. And I, I got I to gotta finish it off, because I got I to gotta see how it is. But it's kind of, it started off okay, and I was, I was happy enough with it i knew it wouldn't be as good as the first season because that's a big fucking ask um and it just kind of slowly dropped off until episode 10 in which case yeah it just it just fucking lost it because i because mean, I, 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 i've been i've seen a couple of episodes here and there and I've a lot been, of it feels very padding and i've been like half watching it like because i'll be doing something and you'll be watching it in you know in the same room um and i keep like ask i keep turning around and asking and going like is so these two storylines of of like the jigsaw Billy Russo thing and the pilgrim Amy thing have those two plot threads intersected at any point? I mean, they, I think they just threw in Amy because they needed a human element of Frank. Uh, they needed a civilian element, like they had with Micro in the first season. Mm. And the thing is, they're not using her <laughs> at all. She's barely in a lot of episodes. She's and you're just like okay. It, it feels like they go like at some point those those two stories are going to intersect but at the point that you're at it's this feels like it's spinning as wheels. they they feel like two completely unrelated things that are never going to have anything to do with one another and you kind of got to at least give some impression that they have some relevance to each other yeah it's because it's... otherwise yeah you just go why is why is half the episode given to this thing that's not related to the story that the episode's about yeah it's it's a bit fragmented so i mean i hope it'll pick up i mean the the episode i'm about to watch has got karen page in it because they had to bring poor deborah ann wall into it didn't they 
I already feel bad for all my babes <laughs> sitting there. But no, it's like I'm I'm gonna watch the rest of it. I just I hope it gets better because yeah, it's kind of just jumped off a cliff with episode ten. Mm. And I'm like, please be at least, I, I would have been happy with yeah, it's alright. You know, I, I didn't yeah. expect something amazing. I expected something that would have been like, eh, it's not necessary, but it was it was a fun enough experience. And that's not really what it's turning out to be. Yeah. Which is a little bit disappointing, but I mean... Honestly, I've seen that from a lot of people saying that... I mean, so many people have given up, like, early on I mean, Matt it. McMuscles is a famous Punisher fan, and he was like, yeah, I watched, like, episode one or two, and then I'm just done. <laughs> and I'm like, and that's when it was still pretty decent. <laughs> that's, when, that's when the show's its best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh... Yeah. Hmm. Mm. I think I'll just go back and watch season one again and pretend season yeah. two doesn't exist. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's basically all I've done. Thank you, you know, for listening. And you know what? It wasn't two minutes, but well done for that not being a half like hour six. round. It, it was about six yeah, minutes. You did, well, you did well there. Well Thank done. Thank you. <laughs> I tried super hard. I'm sure by the time you get to the end of it, and oh, I, I will have a fucking video essay on that binge. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so um, I guess that means we should move on to questions. The questions. Ah, yes, we have a few. Okay, and um, where should those questions be sent to if someone wishes to send us a question? Snipe? <sighs> Fuck. Knew you'd do this. Only drummer Matt at Snipe and Wib at gmail.com. That is right, at Only drummer Matt at Snipe and Wib at gmail.com. See, I'm not above saying it. I'm not above saying it. I'll get down in the trenches with you guys. (laughs) I mean, yeah, to make sure that we're the ones covered in shit. (laughs) So, what what questions do we have? Jumble bum. So, we have, first up, Walker Rollins. Hello. We have, as a continuation from uh, the uh, 69th uh, episode. You meant to say nice, but, you you know, you you tried. Um, (laughs) I did not, actually. You didn't. I didn't even fuck. I I left a gap on purpose and you were terrible. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Um, So we've got a fuck, marry, kill. Cool. Okay. So between, and judging from the pictures, these are 40k characters that I totally know who they are. Oh, yeah, of course. We all do. Um, Subdomina Kefra, Forstinius, and Skavola. Okay. Okay. Um, so, do you want to go first, Wiblet? Uh, I can go first since I'm since these are characters from Mechanicus, and I'm the only one that's played Mechanicus. Yep. <laughs> um. So. Um. So. Um. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to put the kill to Scavola because mm. he's a twat. Yeah. No, I was thinking that too. Um. I will have to. Ooh. Think of all the attachments. I've got. I've got. To th- I've got to think about this. So, I, th- I think. <laughs> what <about> the attachments? <laughs> <laughs> well, I literally heard the clock ticking in between that. Two. So the thing is, um, Faustinius. It, it, he like has. He he knows. Um, he understands that emotions are a thing other people have. So he he works around that. So he has some empathy. So he has empathy, but it's like a detached thing. So do you think that's... I think that would be better for someone to fuck than someone to marry. Well, I don't know. So I think the empathy is important in a long-term relationship. I think it is, yeah. So whilst he has it, it's detached. So I think I'm going to have to fuck Faustinius mm-hmm. and um, marry Kepra. Um, I think that's that's how I'm going to have to do it. 
Okay, cool. That's, cool, that's, cool, cool, that's cool, mine. Cool. That's mine. What, what, what do you guys go? Of course, you guys haven't played the game, so uh, you'll be going off their startling good looks. Yeah. Draw, but what about you? Well, I mean, they all look like the same person. So, <laughs> can bit. I just fuck all three of them? You can fuck all three of them, marry all three of them, and then kill all three of them. No, just just the first. That's not how we play the game. <laughs> all right. Um, mm, I don't know. Based based just on their pictures. Oh, they're all so similar. It's hard to tell without knowing their personality. I'm gonna mm-hmm. have to defer to Wib's greatest judgment okay. on the personality. This is of course if I'm remembering degree. the. This is of course if I'm remembering the characters and their characterizations correctly from a game I played several weeks ago. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> yeah, what, what, what do you think? And Snipe. agree with Wib. Mm, uh, I'm just gonna have to kill Scavola. Because he's a bit of a dick. Don't like the way he's staring at me, quite frankly. He's looking deep into your eyes. I don't like it. It's weird. Um, I think I will... I think I'll marry Faustinius. Okay. Because, you know, he. I'll have emotions and he'll be like, yes, let me turn on my emotions. I understand your emotions. And then he'd turn them off again and I'd feel validated, so... But yeah, so I guess I'd, I'd, I'd fuck Kefra. Okay. So yeah. Okay. There we go. I will say, a uh, small point, I absolutely love the drawings that they used to represent these characters. It's really cool. uh, Because they're like slightly stylized. And just, fr- me speaking as an artist, I really fucking appreciate how they look. I I look at them and I go, oh, I want to be able to draw like that. Oh my God. It looks so good. You look at them and get mad bonus. Yeah, I, I look at them and get annoyed because I can't draw that well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there, there we go. There we go. What's the next one? Okay, uh, so next up, uh, Blood Wolf Koji. Hello. I sent through yeah another fuck my kill. In fact, there's one for each of us. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Although I'm sure we can all answer all of them. But um, so the one directed towards you, Snipe. Okay. Lucas the Trickster. All right. Ragnar Blackmane. Okay. Bjorn the Fellhanded. Oh, is he is he Dreadnought Bjorn? Yeah, I think he can be. Ooh. I think since you, I think since you're looking at them, the, like the other two are from the present day, mm. quote unquote present day of 40k. Um, I think it's safe to say he would be dreadnought and beyond. Okay, so I'm just going to kill Lucas because I can't sleep with him because God knows what he has. <laughs> I mean, that whole oh yeah, yeah before okay. I came to studies, I bed twelve minute women in one night. It's like okay, either like either you've caught something, you've got like the clap, mate. Or, he's got space clap. He's got space clap. Or he's he's overdoing it so hard because he knows he's kind of okay or less than okay in bed. You should probably read the uh, recent Lucas the Trickster I'm not, novel. He's is act- it just about pornogs? He, he they actually he's, do a pretty yeah. good job of making him likable. Yeah, no, I'm, I, don't, I don't dislike him. Hell, like 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 Longfang is basically just looks like him. <laughs> so a little bit, yeah. So yeah, no no offense Longfang, but I got to kill I got to kill Lucas just because I don't want the space clap. Uh I'd I'd probably fuck Ragnar cuz maybe then we'd get a new model. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> You're going to fuck it up. I'm going to fuck it up. <laughs> See if I ruin his current model. <laughs> it's fine cast that will fall apart like nobody's <laughs> business. I, I married Bjorn because then, and then I could wake him up and he'd be like a big sleepy bear and he'd tell me a story. That's and fair. That would be nice and romantic. That's fair. Aww. Okay. Oh, well, We're... you guys want in on this? No, I think I think we'll, I think we'll we'll, we'll leave. Yeah, them. yeah. We'll, we'll cool. do we'll do our own personal. Yeah, no, that's cool. So, yeah. Okay. Where? Yes. Gaz Cool Thracker. Yep. Inquisitor Greyfax. Oh. Or Inquisitor Sherlock Clouseau. <gasps> oh, that's a tricky one. Well, 
Gaz cool is I mean, like, I've he's got, got that orc intelligence, so he would treat you right. He would not. He would. He'd, <laughs> he he'd would be a good not. husband. He absolutely would not. I think you want. Be. You want to know how his lo- his long term. He'd rip you into two bits, then use you as a flashlight. His wow. l- His long term <laughs> companion Makari died because he sat on him. Yeah, but he felt really bad about it. <laughs> he abs. Well, he didn't really. <laughs> He did. In that story I wrote where he inserts him like, as a suppository, he did. That's a different thing entirely. Uh, so I, w- I will unfortunately have to kill Gazcon. You can try. I can try. <laughs> it's probably not going to work, but I'd have to kill him. Now, that was a real trick because I don't actually know that much about Greyfax because I haven't read anything with her in. I only she know her, cool. from, from her from how she looks. Uh, other than knowing that she's voiced by Catherine Tate in the uh, in a new audio book that's, that's coming out next month, I believe. That's pretty cool, actually. Um, so I'm down to to marry and kill with with her and Obi Wan Sherlock Clouseau, the best character in Warhammer Forty Thousand, the, the best character in Warhammer Forty Thousand, um, who has the sexiest voice. I'm told by me. Um, <laughs> you just record him saying, "Oh yes, Web, your balls are nice," and then just play it back to yourself and just like, Ooh, I have to sit on my hands. So you're laughing and trying not to laugh. <laughs> the problem is, I need a bit of a build-up to do the voice, so I can't just like bust it out. <laughs> um, so I always get whenever I try and do it off the cuff, I can never get it right. Um, but uh, I, I think, I think, um, you know, the point is. I don't think Obi-Wan's got too much to do. He's got too much saved in the Imperium. I don't think he'd be one for a long-term relationship. I think it'd just be too painful. Mm. So I'd have to marry Greyfax. And then just have one brief, unbridled night of passion. Violent, violent evening of passion. Yeah, just, just like the bed, the room, the city block. We're talking vampire boning. Yeah, like the entire the entire hive city is going to get toppled by the level of fuck that by is going to happen. By how much he's topping you. With Obi-Wan Sherlock Clouseau. So that's... that's the yeah. sexual tyrannosaurus so, that is. So, <laughs> so fuck Obi-Wan, marry Greyfax, yeah. kill Gaskell. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Drumblebutt? What, you what What's your so choice? Me, I have Commander Farsight. Yeah. yeah, Commander Shadowson. Ooh, and Belisarius Call. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't entirely sure who he was, so I looked. I looked him up, Mister Call. One of his descriptions on the on the wiki page: skittering into battle on a multitude of metal legs. <laughs> yeah, but imagine where those legs could go. Some of the other words in this it's just in this one paragraph. We've got nightmare amalgam of flesh and machine. <laughs> Sounds pretty fucking hot to me. Obsessive, obsessive, grotesque, lumpen. <laughs> Lumpen. <laughs> Lumpen. Ooh. He's like a and he's dumpling. Old, he's old as fuck and looks grumpy, and I think I'm just going to have to kill him. <laughs> but, he gave us, but he gave us Primaris. Yeah, which is great, but he not good for fucking. He not no, good for or, fucking. Or, 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 or marrying, I don't think. No. Can so... you imagine being married to that guy? He'd just be constantly kept, like shouting at you and being like, listen here, female, or male in this case. He'd just be terrible. But he he could use those multitude of metal limbs to, to get make the you, fuck out of Drama Matt's house to make you b- a blasphemous morning pancake. <laughs> a blasphemous morning pancake. The more unholy, the, the more hands used in the creation of pancakes, the more unholy the pancake is. is. That is that a fact? <laughs> yeah, is that right? That is, that is a, a provable fact that you can look up on. I'm going books. to. I can look up on books. You have to go I? to a library, though. Uh, not ours, obviously. Uh, the Derby one's about to shut down. 
Um, but uh, go to a library, find books, and it will tell you about Pancake Law. They do have. You know, what? I'm actually going to bring up Google right the fuck now, just to, just to prove you wrong. You can look it up on books. Pancake <laughs> Blast. You won't find it on Google. It's only on books. Yeah, you have any idea how many PDFs have been scanned? You ain't shit. Yeah, but not everyone. Yeah, but this seems like it's going to be pretty It's in that one book that hasn't been scanned, so you can't find it on the internet. Okay, so this must include pancake. (laughs) Funnily enough, there's not many returns for pancake and blasphemy on Google. The book of blasphemy. He looks at the ocean as flat as a pancake. That's why. Because that guy was all, I'm looking at the ocean, and it's just this delicious stack of flowery goodness. So, Matthew, you're fuck, marry, kill. Do you want to maybe take um, us away from Yeah, so we've got um, Farsight and Shadow Sun. Okay. So for those who aren't f- overly familiar with the Tau, Farsight is the one who actually is half-decent at combat and goes in with a sword, mm-hmm. which may or may not be eating the souls of people that he kills. Um, I don't <sighs> think... I think he knows, but I just think he's trying to not let himself believe it. Yeah. Because it's fairly awful. Um, and Shadow Sun, Shadow Sun, I put the H in the right place, <laughs> is the more um, stealthy. Um, she's she's pretty- more going going with what the Ethereals do, and Farsight's doing his own thing, and it's kind of a bit of a renegade. Yeah. So on that ground, I think he'd be the better fuck. Oh yeah, because like he wouldn't stick to like the a, rules. He wouldn't yeah, stick he's to got the a fuck bit rules. Of a, you know, yeah. he commit a, love a, crimes. A He'd like, commit yeah. love crimes. Yeah, what I love think... crimes are those? Yeah, but he... Like biting you on the bottom. Yes, and he'd commit love crimes all over your body. Oh. Yeah. He'd stamp on me with his hoofs. <laughs> do you just like being... Do you just like, like see and be torture with hooves? <laughs> Is that just what you're after? Yeah, just for a night. I don't think I could deal with it for forever. Oh, no, no, so... no. I'm no judgment here, dude. If you want to get, tr- if you want to get your, your fun bags trampled, that's like your business, you know? Yeah, so yeah, Farsight for fucking Shadow Sun for the for the Marion. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. She's less likely to run away and hide from the organ- from from things. I don't think I can be bothered for a life on the run. That's, That's fair. fair. That's yeah. fair. Aside from the hoofs. Aside oh, from the hoofs. Just, just clumping all over your body. All right. That's how fuck Mary kills. Okay, cool. cool. We have one final email which is uh, just a quick um anime suggestion. Cool. Okay. If it's Bible it Black, is, I'm banning you. It is it is not. It's called Girls Last Tour. Okay. Apparently, it's two young girls essentially driving around an abandoned hive city. Oh, apparently okay. the music and the scenery are really good, and it will potentially make you cry. Oh, I do cry so. too much at media, honestly. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting that way as well. It's really bad. Well, no, it's not really bad. It's really good. It's but good, but it's like it's annoying it's also, to me because like yeah. there's nothing wrong with crying at media. I wish I was more. Um, well, how about next open time with my with my emotions with that stuff? Well, about... uh, it's, it's a bad thing. Don't don't let your feelings be trapped inside you. Let them okay. out. It's healthy. I do have this weird kind of thing of like. Don't let your emotions out, though. So it's it's difficult for me, and it makes me embarrassed. But I know I should. I should. I should like not be like because no one should ever be ashamed of crying. At some absolutely, point. there's nothing so, to yeah. be ashamed of about crying. And next time we watch something sad, I'll I'll pinch you on on the nards really hard so you'll start <laughs> crying. And then your then your body will start muscle memorying every time it sees something sad, and just remembering the ball pinching, and just start. Crying. You'll have to do it every time for quite a while. Though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I and then am every prepared. Time, to... And then every time I uh, I see something sad, I I involuntarily grab at grab at my genitals. Or, or happy, 
or happy or just like like you know crying is just the body's like the, like the emotional response for just an extreme version of one emotion mm. so like anytime you have like you should be having an extreme one emotion i will just pinch your balls like really tightly like just between my nails it's like oh like, going up. like right there <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, drama. Are you gonna cry? I think on on that uh, that note of of bollock pinching, yeah, ball um, pinching. That uh, that should be where this podcast ends. I mean, it, it what in should. general or just this episode? Well, I mean, yeah, misanthropod is over because too too many too much cock and ball torture has been mentioned hey, in too brief a time, me. and all of it comes from you. What? You you are the source of all of the cock and ball torture in this. Yeah, podcast. that's why people tune in. Tell them, everybody. Yes, Snap, I love the cock and ball. T- See, look, that you can hear them. You can't, this isn't going out live, dear. Oh, it is. It's no surprise. Um, goodbye, everybody. Yes, I've been Snipe. He's been Whip, and he's been Drummer Bud. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye.